0: girl. And that never, listen, that never goes away. That never goes away. I was like, when I hit my first hundred K, I'm going to feel so great. And then it was like, no. And then it was like, when I hit my first 200 K, I'm going to feel so great because I'm going to have made multiple six figures and I'm going to feel so confident about my business and all this. No, there's just a new mountain to climb.
1: My name is Kat Del Carmen. I'm a wife, mama, and business coach to badass women. Here's the thing. So many of us were raised to believe that a college degree and a nine-to-five job is the only road to success. I'm here to tell you it's not. On this show, we're going to keep it real. I'm going to challenge you to think differently, take action before you're ready, and show up as your future self. We'll talk about business, growth, mindset, and the tough stuff in life. My guests will inspire you and give you insight to what is possible. So if you wanna start an online business, I'm here to teach you. Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Follow That Fair podcast. I'm so grateful you are here back again to listen to a new episode. I am so excited about today's guest, but before I get into that, I wanna remind you that if you haven't shared a review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean so, so much to me if you could write some words and give this podcast five stars Not only do our guests look at these reviews to see like what kind of vibe is the podcast about, but it would just mean so, so much to me. So if you have time, do me a solid and write a little review on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get into this content because I'm really excited about today's episode. We have an amazing guest. So today we have on Wendy Amada. Wendy is a strategic life coach. Let me tell you something. You know I'm a business coach, but this woman has been a coach for over 12 years. She was a coach before it got all cool. She was a coach before it blew up. This is what she's done for years. She's worked with thousands of people to help them accomplish and achieve powerful goals in their life. So I'm really excited today because I learned so, so much from Wendy. She's someone that I look up to, and I know that you're going to take away a lot from this episode. So if you are a person with some big goals this year, if there's some things that you want to achieve in your personal life as well, this isn't going to be all business conversation. This is very much about how do we really identify those goals and how do we reach them even when we're scared, even when we're uncertain? How do we get consistent with reaching our goals? We're going to talk all about this in today's episode. So if this sounds interesting to you, stay tuned and let's get into the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me on, Kat. I've enjoyed connecting with you recently and, you know, over the past while. So I am a strategic life and business coach Right. And I've been doing that work for a while now. When I used to tell people I'm a life coach, people were just shocked by what is that exactly? And what do you do? Right. And what does that mean? What do you mean you're a life coach? Do people pay you just to give you, you know, give them advice? And I kind of, you know, have to explain a little bit more. But now people are starting to get what I do because there's a lot more life coaches out there. And I I'm a firm believer that everybody at some point in their life should have a coach supporting them in some way whether it's a mindset coach or a health coach or a business coach, right? We all need coaches because it accelerates our results. So I got into the coaching industry 15 years ago. Um, I was working in the nonprofit world and I had gone to graduate school for urban planning and I thought I was going to do work in government or work in the nonprofit world helping people. And I knew I wanted to be a change agent of some sort um but i found myself really unhappy i also found myself dealing with some mental health issues with depression and anxiety and at one point was diagnosed bipolar and there was just a lot going on at that time yeah it was some heaviness and i was looking for solutions and my cousin invited me to a training it was kind of like a tony robbins type of training and i went to it and it changed my life it i realized there was this whole other way to live and that you really could manage your thoughts you could train your brain to think anything you want it to think. And then if yeah. you live your life based on that, it's going to lead to results. So it became yes. my life's work. I fell in love with it. And I was like, I have to teach other people how to do this. Yes. So I started uh, teaching people. And I started really as a word of mouth coach 15 years ago, before, you know, the internet and before everything, <laughs>
1: before uh, so many people were getting into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was like, cool. Now it's, yes. now it's like this whole, yeah. Now it's all and I remember, cool. I mean, I remember, thinking Tony Robbins was cool when I was a child. Like I was like, that's an interesting way. And I was like in middle school, but I've always gravitated towards it. And I've, I, I remember when I was small, I always was told you'd be such a great motivational speaker. And cause that's all there was like, cause life coaching, the word just was like, so odd i um, sorry, you can continue, but no, I have so no. many questions for you.
0: <laughs> That's great. Exactly. I, I feel, I feel the same way. I was uh, actually in, in a speech and debate team when I was in high school and then early college. And uh, I got similar comments of like, you should do motivational speaking or you should, yeah, because there weren't any real life coaches. Right. And it's a different uh, industry than let's say becoming a therapist or becoming a counselor or helping people in that way. And I was looking for a way where I could produce quicker results in my life and really focus on taking actionable steps, right? Quick kind of tools that I could utilize to create the, the life of my, of my dreams. And I was able to do that over the last 10 years, like every goal that I've set out for myself, you know, one to do this work as a living and to make, you know, six figures doing just coaching, just the work that I love to do, um, to manifest my husband and my three beautiful children and we own a couple of properties now and we're hitting our financial goals. So um, everything that I've set out for myself, I've been able to achieve and it's really because I worked on these thought patterns and the behaviors that came from that, right? I built new habits for the way that I function in my life. And now my passion is teaching other people how to do that because everything comes down to our thoughts and our thoughts lead to our actions and our actions lead to our results. So you can create whatever life you want. That's really the exciting thing.
1: You really can't. I I absolutely love that. And you're right. And this is what you do and it's clear that when you say this like it's because you know it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's because you really not just know it like oh I read it. Um but I've, you know, you've actually experienced it. I am I'm so curious about the beginning of your journey. I think when you start you know, when you become a coach in a time where it's so awkward, I mean, it is still, I mean, as popular as it's become, it's still so weird for a lot of people. And I think it's especially, and maybe I'm wrong. I feel you would definitely know better, but at least in my circle and in my, um, network, just the word coach and thinking you need one. It's almost like a therapist in that, like, I don't need one. I can always do all these things by myself. And it's true. You could do whatever the heck you want by yourself, but what, how did you like get, and let's go back to when you started, how did you get your first couple clients? Like, what was that experience like? Did you, you know, get into, yeah, like I'm just curious about the beginning. How did you get your first couple clients um, when you actually got started? Before it was like this thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: I believed my way into it. Um, I yeah, that's really that's really what happened. So I took a training, fell in love with the work, decided I wanted to work for the company that was putting on these trainings because I could learn and get paid right at the same time. So I started working for the company. Uh, But long and behold, the company had certain rules and regulations that you couldn't take clients, right, and coach them on your own and all that. So I I had to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to start coaching outside of this, you know, realm of community? Um, And so people that I knew outside of like with my friends and family, I just started telling them, oh, yes, if you know anybody who's really struggling, who has a goal that they want to achieve, I can help them get there. Tell them, you know, I know somebody who helps people reach their goals. That's actually, I think, how I started. Instead of telling people I was a life coach, I was someone who helped people yeah. achieve their goals.
1: <laughs> so if yeah. you have a
0: goal you really want to achieve, uh, you know, let's talk, right? And then I just put on the hat of I am a professional coach. Now keep in mind, this is pre-certification. This is pre-having, uh, you know, a list of a thousand clients I've coached, or having referrals, or having um, people who were writing testimonials for me. yeah. So I believed it before I had the proof. I didn't have the proof yet, right? But I did have an instinct. I did have uh, an intuition, a feeling in my beingness that I was gonna be good at this, that I was good at it and that I would get even better at it and that I knew how to guide people because I was guiding myself into my goals, right? I myself was my own proof. I had coached myself out of some really deep depressions and into the beginnings of creating the life that I wanted to live. So I had broken through some limiting beliefs and I was working on creating new beliefs and new habits. So I was my own proof, I guess you could say, for sure. That helped. So then I just believed in it 100% and I put that hat on, even if it was uncomfortable at the beginning. And I asked the people that I knew and they referred me to other people. And so my first client came through a friend of mine who uh, was, had a client who had been dating for a while, but just wasn't finding her partner who she really wanted. And I had been working really consciously on manifesting the man who now is my husband. And I had made a decision that I wanted to get married and I wanted to build a family. And from that decision, I was like, the right man's going to show up. And I took these tools that I had learned in these trainings and modified them a little bit and used them in that capacity. So when I first started coaching, I actually kind of got niched into this love coaching thing <laughs> where I was a dating coach, a love coach at the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was my first client. She came to me through a friend uh, and I coached her into finding the love of her life. She's still married to the guy that- Oh my God, God. Years how Years later, cool. yeah. It was really cool. And so from there came a, came a couple more people, right? Because she told other people and then I got a couple more clients and then I did a training- about finding the love of your life or uh, finding the love that you desire and that you deserve. I think that was the name of one of my first trainings that I ever did. From that training came more clients. And then I kind of started grooving a little bit and moving in. But yeah, it was word of mouth. It really was a choice. It was, I made the choice to call myself a coach Mm -hmm. and to believe in my capacity to create results for clients. Because that's what it comes down to. You have to be able to produce results if you can't produce results, you're not going to make a living doing this work, yeah. right? Because people yeah. are just going to be like, okay, and produce results that they wouldn't be able to produce on their own, right? Because mm-hmm. they need your, your insight, your guidance, but really it's the tools. It's just yeah, utilizing the tools and holding people at their greatness. Um, that's how I got my first client and that's how I got started. Yeah.
1: That is amazing. So Question for you. You mentioned coaching yourself, which I have been doing so much of myself. <laughs> um, I I I'm new to this journey as a business coach, but I'm also very much, I, I don't know if it's if I'm resisting it or what, but I've been doing a lot of self-coaching. Um, because when I am deciding to go on on my next endeavors as same with a lot of people in my audience, for me, it's a coach for them. It could be something else. How do you know, at least for yourself, someone who's experienced coach, you've been doing this for a long time. You've helped so many people. How do you know when you are either self-sabotaging yourself or you're making excuses for yourself, but when you coach yourself now, Like, how do you even know? It's like, Oh, hold on. I need to coach myself out of this or versus like, I don't know if it's a circumstance or like, how do you call that out? Like I need some help here. And either you do it yourself or you can go to someone.
0: Yeah. So I do two things. I check in with my results first. So I look at where am I at this week in terms of my results, right? And every week I set up goals for myself for the week, whether that's, i want to have this many interactions you know um through social media or i want to have this many intro calls or i want this many people n- new people to come into my email list or whatever it is right whatever i'm working on for the week um i try to find measure, uh, ways to measure that tangibly so like numbers of people or numbers uh, or time frame. sometimes it's just you know i want to spend two hours on social media. Did I spend the two hours on social media? Or did I spend the two hours on LinkedIn or whatever it is? Or creating content, right? So then I look at the results. Did I hit my goals or did I not? If I didn't hit my goals, okay, let's evaluate. Actually, I evaluate whether I hit my goals or or not. But evaluation is a great way to check in with yourself. Do I need coaching on this? Because if I didn't hit my goals, there's something missing, right? So I'll look at what worked, what didn't work, um, and what was in the gap? Like, what do I need to do differently to to hit my goal the following week? So that's a way to self coach: is you look at your results and you ask yourself, Have I hit the results that I declared for myself, or the the declarations I made for myself? Have I followed through with them? And if I haven't, then what was in the gap? What what became more important? What got in the way of uh, How did I sabotage myself? Was it an inner game? So I look at my tangible results, which are measurable. And then I look at my emotions. I look at, so how am I feeling this week? What is, you know, the top three words that would best describe me in my business this week? Or the top three words that would best describe me in my family life this week? And sometimes it helps to have a list of like feeling words in front of you. I I did this with a a client the other day, and it really helped to have kind of a, a list of, you know, are you feeling sad? Are you feeling um, overwhelmed? Are you feeling confused? Are you feeling, it helps to kind of get you into that space of dropping into your body again, and then checking in with yourself. How am I feeling? And then how are you feeling? And why do you think you're feeling this way? Right? Where is this coming from? Did something happen this week that is making you feel more anxious, confused? Um, whatever it is. And then I take it a step deeper. So I say, what's the thought behind that? What's the belief behind whatever it is that I'm feeling? So if I'm feeling anxious because um, let's say a client didn't renew this week, this is something that happens in in coaching, right? Once you have clients that are paying you for four-month packages, six-month packages, sometimes a year-long package. Um, but they don't renew the following year and you're like, wait a minute, I thought we would work together for four years or something. <laughs> um, it's one of the things that could come up is anxiety, especially at the beginning, even though it's a natural part of business, it's a natural part of business. I have to tell people that over and over again when I'm coaching business clients, right? Because it really is. Even refunds are a natural part of business. Now, if they're happening at a large extent, that's different. But if it's one or two, it's a regular part of owning a business. So then I check in, what's the thought behind that? Where's the fear coming from? Where's the anxiety coming from? And the thought may be, oh my goodness, no one else is ever going to renew. Or no one's going to renew and I'm going to lose all my clients. Okay, so then I process that thought, right? I go in deeper with, is that really true? 100% true. (laughs) Where am I getting that from? Like the thought that none of my clients are going to renew, right? Is that really based in truth? Has that ever happened? No, that's never happened. There's never been a time where no one has renewed at all, ever. Um, so then I start looking for where, where is that thought coming from? And what's a new thought that would better serve me? What's a thought that would help me to move towards how I want to feel? Right? So if I'm feeling anxious, let's say I want to feel confident, which is kind of the opposite of that, then I would look for what is the thought that would help me feel more confident? Um, And then I come up with a new thought, like it doesn't matter whether my clients renew or not because I'm really good at what I do and I will always have people who want to work with me. That's a much better thought, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's the kind of thought we should all have. (laughs) I will always have people who want to work with me. There are hundreds of people, thousands of people, maybe millions of people waiting to discover me. That's it. So there will always be someone else. So just keep it flowing, Wendy. Just keep it going.
1: That's going to get me
0: into action much quicker, right? Yeah.
1: For sure. You know, um... I, one thing I want to talk to you about in this, um, is intuition, but before we get into that, I, I want to hone in on one thing you said, which you were like, you know, replace that with a new thought, like what thought can you replace that, you know, negative thought with, here's my question for you. How is there like a strategy or maybe just something you do for yourself? that helps you remember that thought? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I feel like it's nice. You could put it on a post-it, but at the end of the day, it's like, we still have all of this, you know, regular life, laundry kids, blah, 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 blah. How do you, how do you stay focused on that thought throughout your day? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways to stay connected to a thought, right? One is you
0: have to really bring it into the body. You have to feel it in your body. Because then if you if your body feels it, you can take it with you throughout the day, right? It becomes a part of who you're being. And, and this is part of how I coach and also in my trainings, the work that I do, it's experiential. I Meaning you're going to experience something. You're going to feel something, uh, which then tends to bind better towards actually creating change. What I mean by that is the brain neuron connections deeper connect when there is a physical sensation around something. Your memory will be tighter, stronger so that you'll remember it throughout the day. So one of the ways to create an emotional experience from what your new thought is is to look for proof in your life for that thought. So you you have to convince your, yourself that that thought is real, right? That it's not just something you made up and you pulled out of out of Out of a hat. (laughs) So, one of the ways to do that is remember the last experience you had where you felt that. So, where's the last experience you had where you felt like, Dane, I am really good at what I do, and there's always going to be people who want to work with me? Is there a particular experience where you had that? And, And maybe you haven't had that yet. So, then I would go to when's the last time I felt really confident in my business, or the last time I felt really confident in my work, right? And then I would relive that experience. And there are tools around how to do that, like how to put yourself into like a visualization process where you experience it. You bring yourself back to that moment. Maybe it was on a coaching call with a client, or maybe it was at a speaking engagement. And then you kind of feel that again. You bring that feeling back to life, right? And so that feeling then becomes uh, more apparent in your body. Yeah. So that's one way. That's one tool that you can use to stay connected to that new story, A second tool, and I use this a lot in my coaching, is having an anchor tool, having something physical that reminds you of that new belief that you're taking on, right? So in this example, going from anxiety to confidence, right, the the limiting belief is no one's going to renew. I'm going to have no business, right? I'm anxious because everything's going to fall apart. The new belief is it doesn't matter. There will always be people to work with, right? So (laughs) something that connects me to that thought, for instance, is when I've had clients who have given me um, gifts, right? Thank you gifts of like, thank you so much or something that physically represented their transformation. So I always keep around my space things that clients have given me because it reminds me of that. So for a particular thought, if it's really challenging to stick with it throughout the day. What I may do is pick something small that I can take with me. Like, I'll, you know, like an example would be like a little rock that a client gave me that then has meaning behind it. I'll hold it in my hand so that it's an anchor. It's something physical related to an event that evokes an emotion in me that leads to confidence, which is what I'm trying to step into, right? Into that new thought. Yeah. And I'll carry that around me or I'll take it with me to different rooms as a reminder, as a visual aid. Um, that'll spark that feeling in me, yeah. But the truth is, that wow. The big, the big thing is that that feeling inside of me is always there. I just need to access it. Yes. 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 It's always there. We just need tools to access it. But it's like hidden behind a little door that we forget, right? And then we're gonna open yeah. the door. So you can learn just like you learn to ride a bike. You can yeah. learn to open that door throughout the
1: day. Wow! I hope everybody heard that on this call, or whoever's listening, Uh, my listeners. I that was really, really, really some very tangible actions that you can take to help yourself take steps back from that anxiety. Because that is like those are very tangible, and those are things that we can actually do when, you know, if we do it with intention and we actually like follow what you said. So, wow, that was really, really good. I want to talk to you about intuition. I know a lot of people, I mean, you know, this, this is what you do. So many folks, they want so much for themselves. They have these big goals. They, you know, they, they even, they might even have the vision, but of course we go, you know, so many of us will go back to like, oh, but, but this, but that, and we don't have not only the confidence, but I think what I've learned about myself is trusting my intuition has gotten me so much further than just believing in what I think is possible. Cause I don't always think whatever I want is possible But sometimes I just trust my intuition to take action, and that alone has led me to so much. And I want to get your thoughts on intuition um, and like, just honestly, your thoughts on it and how it plays a role on on how people um, go towards their goal. But first, I'll start with asking you, what is intuition in your words?
0: Ah, wow. Okay. I hadn't thought about it. (laughs) How would I define it? How would I define it? Intuition is is tapping into that inner knowing. I would call it an inner knowing, right? Um, that inner knowing of what direction you should move in, what decisions you should make, um, inner knowing that has some of the answers that we're searching for. Although we don't always need to have the answers. But even the being in the question, you can tap into your intuition and be in the question. So it's an, it's tapping into that inner knowing, right? There is always an inner knowing. We all have it. We all have it. It's whether or not we're connected to it, whether or not we know how to access it. Yeah. But that's how I define it.
1: I love that. And how would you, what, what would you tell people? Because there's a lot of people on this podcast who are there in different points in their um, typically their entrepreneurial journey, but it can be in their personal growth too. And we're all in different areas, but a lot of folks, whether, you know, you did something ambitious, even when you do ambitious things, it's never over. Right. Because there's always another level that you want to get into. And it's funny. A lot of people that have been on my journey with me um, when I speak to folks, they're like, Oh my God, you're so confident. blah, blah blah. And it's like, if you were with me, 247, four seven, you would see how not confident. Hey girl, I am. and that never listen.
0: That never goes away. That never goes away. I was like, when I hit my first hundred k, I'm gonna feel so great. And then it was like, no. And then it was like, when I hit my first two hundred k, I'm gonna feel so great because I'm gonna have made multiple six figures and I'm gonna feel so confident about my business and all this. No, there's just a new mountain to climb. I find myself like 50% of the time I'm a badass and I fully believe in what I'm doing. And 50% of the time I'm questioning what the hell am I doing? Am I doing it right? Maybe, maybe the right move, but I'm getting more comfortable with the fact that this is just entrepreneurship. This is the way entrepreneurship is. It just is. You're always going to be like, you know, one foot in full confidence. I know exactly what I'm doing and the other foot in okay, but now it's scary again because now I got to, you know, get to that next level, right? Because we're always looking to grow and get to that next level. You got to be keeping an entrepreneur.
1: Yes, exactly. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to listen to their intuition?
0: Yeah, I think most people don't know how to tap into it. So it's just habit forming. I mean, and this is the, the, one of the foundational tools I teach in my coaching is building these habits, right? Because there's a lot of things that we know we should be doing. Like a lot of us know exercise is good on a daily basis, 20 minutes or going for a walk, but are we actually doing it? Yeah. (laughs) So there's the knowing and then there's the being able to do it, right? And there's a million things along the way between knowing it and actually being able to achieve it. Um, One of those is knowing how to tap into intuition. If you're not used to it or you haven't Practiced it much in your life, then it can seem a little uncomfortable because tapping into your intuition oftentimes has to do with slowing down, slowing down the busyness of life and checking in with your heart, checking in with your gut, right? Our intuition lives in different parts of our body. For some people, it lives more in the gut area, like it's a gut instinct, right? We've all heard that saying. It's a gut instinct. For some people, it lives more in the heart chakra where you feel your heart start pumping more. Um, other people, you know, I've, I've done trainings where we're checking in with our body and we're doing kind of an interview of our body. And some people have found that their intuition is in their throat chakra, like really is in their throat area. I had this one client once, it was in her feet. Like she could feel things. Wow. Yeah, kind of crazy, right? So yeah. You live in different parts of your body. Um, in different areas of your body, but knowing how to tap into that, how to slow down and check in is really key. And the way to do that is by asking yourself the right questions and then continuing to go deeper and deeper and deeper by continuing to ask yourselves those questions. Uh, And you can literally ask yourself, what does my intuition say? And take a deep breath in, deep breath out, close your eyes, and then tap into that part where you're starting to feel either an uncomfortableness or a light. Sometimes people feel light or a heat related to the particular part of their body where they're asking the question, right? What does my intuition say about, like right now, people, some people are considering moving, right? There's a lot of people that are realizing, oh, I can work from wherever, So maybe we should move. We don't have to stay in wherever we're at in California or whatever. Um, So checking in, where should I move to or should I even move, right, requires a slowing down of yourself, sitting. I like to sit or you could do it standing also versus lying down because I think then you're going to get a little maybe too (laughs) into that sleepy zone. And then just checking in with yourself, okay, should I, even asking yourself, should I move, should I move, should I move, should I move? And then stopping and noticing where do you feel the sensation in your body? Where's the sensation coming up, right? And slowing down enough to start to hear a possible whisper of, yes, you should move or no, you shouldn't.
1: Here's the deal if you are launching something for the first time or if you are launching something soon and you don't have some type of plan around it i want to help you i have a launch toolkit training that is going to give you a high level launch strategy so you can really take the time to plan out your launch if you are doing the work to actually launch something you have to put the effort into launching it with intention So if any of this resonates with you, I want you to go to www.katdelcarmen.com slash launch toolkit training. This training is gonna help you get clear on what direction you should go to launch your thing. Can't wait to see you inside. And if you don't get an answer at first, that's okay too. Some
0: people give up and they think, oh, that's it. I didn't get an answer. I don't know what my intuition is saying. So I like to say, if you did know, what would your intuition be saying? So what if you did know? Oftentimes the first answer is going to be, I don't know. That's the starting point. You dig in deeper. Well, what if I did know? I don't know. If I, if I knew I would know, I don't know. Well, what if I did know? What comes up? And what, how our intuition speaks to us is it speaks to us through feelings, And through visualizations, sometimes we actually hear words. So feelings, visualizations, uh, things we see, and then words, like actual sounds, sounds and words that have meaning to us, right? So I would look for that. What's the first, well, what if I did know the answer to this question? And what's the visual you see? What's the first thing that you see? It might not even make sense at the beginning, but it's starting to explore that muscle, yeah. And keep that muscle, uh, strong and starting to, well, yes. starting to work out the muscle, the intuition muscle.
1: It's yeah. I love that you said muscle. Cause that's really what it feels like it is. I was making a big decision, um, recently about, it was actually investing in a coach and, um, I had worked with one in the past, but this one I just really gravitated towards. And when I met with her, I, I really, we talked about a program and I realized there's no one-on-one in her program. It's all kind of group. And, um, after I got off the call, I decided not to do it. And I literally, my intuition, like I knew very well what I wanted. So what I did is I went on this search to find other coaches and I was like, who can I gravitate towards too? And it was funny that my actions were running away from my intuition, like what I really wanted. And when I re like it had, I had to actually take actions that were so far from what I really wanted that I almost got hit in the head of like, what are you doing? You don't want to work with any of these coaches because you want to work with this one coach. Um, like it's very clear uh, so that I loved what you said, because I feel like what I wasn't doing is pausing and stopping and just being like taking the time. Cause I'm always going, I'm very like, I thrive off momentum. And if I have it, I will go faster. It's probably, it's like good and bad. Um, but the stopping and the, you know, so, really, just listening to yourself. And then also, and this is a good question for you. So, you do the work, you realize your intuition's calling you to do, you know, move to North Carolina, right? Off of the, yeah. <laughs> off of the example that you just shared. Um, how, where do you find people struggle in the action? So like, because that's a whole other, right? <laughs> yes. That's a whole other story. So like you figure it out, you're like, no, I think this is right. Just in your experience, yeah. um, how do you find ta- action taking? Yeah. Yeah. And this is one
0: of the things that I specialize in is action taking. Because I do think as human beings, we make a lot of uh, decisions or we think we make decisions and then we don't take action on it right? It goes back to that. We know what we need to do. The knowing is there, but the actual doing part is the hardest part um, to get yourself into it. And then to do it consistently is even harder, right? To to like consistently follow your instinct or build a relationship with your instinct where you're even checking in with her to say, hey, what are you, what are you feeling, right? What's kind of dawning on you? Um, so how do you get yourself into action? You make a decision, you make a commitment, yeah, and there are some actual tangible tools that really help, like creating a deadline for yourself. Okay, I'm gonna sit in the question for a couple of you know days, let's say, but you know, Monday by 12 noon or Friday by 6 p.m., whatever it is, I'm gonna make a decision. I'm gonna check in with my instinct. I'm just gonna go in this or this direction, right? And I'm and I'm gonna take the first action step. So, you know, if it's moving to North Carolina, then it's okay, I'm gonna start looking for properties to rent in North Carolina, right? Or I'm going to have the talk with my partner about moving to North Carolina. Or, you know, if it's working with the coach, I'm going to set up an intro call with the coach or I'm going to, you know, send an email. Whatever it is. But having some sort of action step that you have to take then solidifies the decision making, right? So that's part one is I've made the decision, okay? Part two is and we could spend, listen, a whole episode on decision making in and of itself <laughs> because there's a lot that goes into decision making. Yeah. Part two is checking in with yourself, that reminding yourself that probably you are gonna second guess your decision. And that that's a part of the human experience, okay? Most human beings second guess their, especially the big decisions in life, because there's fear underneath that, right? And sometimes there's doubt. And there are moments where we're more in doubt than we are in trust. And that's the human experience. That's just, you know, it's, I always find it funny when clients come to me and say, Wendy, I just don't want to feel fear anymore. Yeah. Well then, yeah. Then you, then you ain't going to live the human life because that's part of the human life. Or, or I just don't, I just don't want to doubt my decisions anymore. Yeah. Well, this is a part of a human experience. You're going to have doubt and fear and sometimes guilt. And, you know, we can work through them so that you feel less of that. But the key is to not allow that feeling to cloud your decision, to interrupt the decision. You already made the decision. You've got to stay committed to that. You've already made the decision. Stay committed to it. But know that your brain is going to second guess itself. Know that your brain is going to go to a place of like, oh, see, maybe I should have kept looking. Or see, maybe we should have stayed in California and not moved to North Carolina. Or, oh, my, there's going to be tons of little, you know, mountains you're going to have to climb between uh, actually making the decision and getting the result that you want from the decision. So there's going to be self-doubt. But if you call it out, it's kind of like calling out the elephant in the room. It doesn't have as much power over you. And if you can let yourself off the hook at the beginning, meaning you know this is going to happen, so you know, okay, I already know that by next week I'm going to be second-guessing this decision, but I just need to stick with it and just start coaching yourself on I need to stick with it, Yeah because you already made the decision. Now you get to stay committed to the decision. Yeah. If that's helpful and and how do we take intuition and actually put it into action, right? How do we actually follow through?
1: No, I think that was so good. And I think so many people really needed to hear that. And I hope when you're listening to this, like this is what A professional coach who's been doing this for years sounds like I mean you're such a pro it's clear you've been doing this forever and um look I consume a whole lot of content I consume uh, like I do a lot of homework on coaching because I'm a new coach you know um I can only I'm not at a play like I don't ever tell any of my clients or my audience that I'm an expert at anything yet But I do, I have paved my own journey to like get to where I'm at and create the space for myself. Um, and, And it's been a gift, right? But that being said, I feel like you're so on point in terms of i love that you were like this is the human experience guys like sorry but this like you are a hundred percent gonna feel these feelings sometimes like that's just a part of life and the same way we get to love right the same way we get to have these really beautiful feelings of happiness and love from time to time we're also gonna have these moments of self-doubt and fear and all of it because that's like you said, it's the human experience. Um, I think that makes it just so simple. Like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to not exactly. feel Exactly. Like it
0: puts things in perspective. And I think one of the most important things we do with our clients is give them a reality check, right? Because so many of them, mm-hmm. I think, come in with this idea that I just want to be happy and I want to, you know, I want my business to just succeed in a straight line. And so the first thing I do yeah. is kind of a come to Jesus moment of, yeah, it's not going to happen in a straight line. <laughs> There are going to be ups and downs throughout the whole experience because that's part of the learning process. You are going to fail at some point on some things, maybe not on everything and and hopefully not big, huge failures, but there will be some failures because that's how you learn. That's how you learn. So we just got to get through
1: it together. Exactly. Oh, uh, that's so, so good. Okay. Um, I have one more question that I'm going to ask you cause oh, I, I can't believe we're like already at time almost. Um, so I want to talk about, so we we've, we've gone through this kind of conversation of understanding your intuition, then taking action, talking about self-doubt. Now I want to talk about confidence. Um, I feel like it's, Uh, confidence, the word is like, sure, every, you know, we can all feel confidence, but it's something that is super temporary. At one, I want to know, how would you describe confidence? And then two, how do you build that muscle? And I know that aligns with what we're talking about. Um, but how would you describe confidence first?
0: Yeah. So confidence to me is the inner belief that no matter what happens, no matter what the circumstances are, I can handle it. So I can get through it, I can move above it, I can rise above it, I can uh, learn to manage it, I can overcome it, I yeah, whatever it takes, whatever life throws at me. Um, I think that's a great definition of, of confidence, right? It's, it's Again, goes back to an inner knowing, an inner knowing that I can manage it, I can handle it, I can rise above it. So it's not going to take over my life, whatever the circumstances are in yeah. life.
1: How do we exercise that muscle of confidence? How do we become more bold and brave and, um, you know, do the things that we want to do? Yeah,
0: you know, I wish there was like a magical answer, but the answer really is you have to do the hard thing that you think you can't do and come out the other side. And when you come out the other side, you've built this inner knowing of I can do that. Wow, look at that. I just did that. Yeah. Now, there are some tricks and and kind of brain hacks along the way that help, um, that I also teach in my coaching program and in my group coaching, because it is about habit building. It is habit building, reminding yourself of all the times that you have overcome. We all have a confident version of us living inside of us, right? So there's a confident cat, there's a confident Wendy, but we don't always connect with her on a regular basis. So reconnecting with that confident version of ourselves more on a regular basis so that you're building her more and more, right? So that you're feeding that. There's the story of the two wolves. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's an American Indian tale. Have you heard of it? The story of the two wolves. Yeah. So it's, I'll give you a quick version I don't of it. Think it's, I have. it's a powerful story. Yeah. So it's this little, um, Cherokee, uh, grandson sitting with his grandfather and the grandfather is telling him the story of the two wolves. He says, There's all, we all have two wolves inside of us that are constantly fighting. And one wolf is angry and resentful and doubtful and comes from fear and lives life from, you know, your cup is half uh, full and mostly empty and everyone's looking to hurt you. And that wolf is always ready to jump and fight and coming from an angry place. And then there's another wolf that lives inside of us who is loving and trusting and confident and connected to spirit and knows that all is good and that people deep down inside um, are good. And that wolf is calmer, knows that food will come, knows that the universe will take care of them. Yeah. And so the little boy asked his grandfather, well, if these two wolves are always fighting, which one wins in the end? If they're, you know, fighting on a daily basis and the grandfather says the one that you feed the most wins. Right.
1: That's good.
0: So who are we feeding on a daily basis? Right. Are we feeding our confident self or are we feeding our doubtful, fearful self? And the confident Mm -hmm. self gets fed by, oh, yeah, remember the time when I didn't think I could learn to swim, but then I learned to swim. Awesome example Mm -hmm. of a time when I didn't give up on something or the time when I didn't think I was going to graduate from college, but I finished that last final and I graduated from college or I thought I was going to mess up on the job interview and I didn't mess up or the time I got the promotion, whatever. There's a list of successes that each of us have had in our lives, even if they're small successes um, Mm -hmm. that you can go into and tap into the confidence that comes from that by giving yourself credit Mm -hmm. for all of those times. So that helps keep us in that confident space. But, you know, life is going to throw you curveballs. Life is going to throw you a pie in the face sometimes. Uh, (laughs) Life is going to do what life is going to do. So checking back in with yourself, would I be okay? Am I okay? How do I know I can be okay no matter what life throws at me? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is Beautiful, Wendy. Beautiful. And I love that story. Like that it that really captures um, the feeding, right? Like who, which wolf are we feeding, guys? I really want you to hear that. Like we, we, it really is what do you feed more? So if we show up brave more, if we, you know, if we show up, if we are in a nine to five job and choose to be happy in it while we build something on the side. Like we're feeding the good wolf. Like these are choices. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Okay. Where can people find you, your resources, your work, if they're interested in working with you? Um, What's the best way for people to learn more about Wendy?
0: Yes, absolutely. So uh, finding me on my website at wendyamara.com. And you can go to my website and you can click to find out more information about the Inspired Action Tribe, which is my group coaching program one of the things I figured out after years and years of one-on-one coaching is that we need a space to practice these tools. <laughs> mm-hmm. None of this works if it was just like a happy hour that you heard us having this conversation. And I seen yeah. women like take notes and be really into like a podcast or a webinar I do or a teaching or something, mm-hmm. but it's the consistency of developing mm-hmm. the habit that leads to the result. So I developed a program called the Inspired Action Tribe, where we practice on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, all of these tools. And we practice them in our day-to-day life, right? Like with tangible results. Like, I want to get a promotion. Great. Let's tap into your confident self before you walk in and ask for a meeting with your boss, let's say, for instance. Uh, or I want to, you know, pick a quick date for my work so that I can really work on the business I want to do. Great. Let's step into courage now and pick that quick date, even if it's September of 2021, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Exactly. So the Inspired Action Tribe is, is really an amazing group of people wow. bonded and are really working together. I do still do one-on-one coaching. I still take on one-on-one clients. So if anybody's looking for that, um, you can also Find me on my Instagram at Wendy Amara, and you can DM me there if you're looking for more individualized work. Um, I offer a free 30-minute introduction coaching session, so I would love to offer that to all of your listeners. Uh, You just need to DM me either at Instagram, uh, at Wendy Amara on Instagram, or you can email me at wendy at wendyamara.com, which is also the, the quickest individual way to get a hold of me.
1: All right, y'all, I hope you took a lot away from this episode because I really enjoyed speaking with Wendy all about her history and all about how she helps women. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of information just to like keep with us and help us stay consistent toward what we want to do. So if you want to learn more about Wendy, you can go to wendyamada.com or you can follow her on Instagram at wendyamada. And if you took anything away from this episode, if you could do us a solid and screenshot this episode, tag us both on Instagram and share it on your IG stories, we will for sure reshare. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Have a wonderful week. Sending you big love, a big hug. All right, see you later. Bye.